If you own a four-wheel drive, how often should you actually engage four-wheel drive or low-range things of this nature just to keep the whole system ticking over, percolating along and thereby sort of sidestepping any nasty little experiences with a decimal place moving like this on the bill in the service department down the track? I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. Australia only. Website. Card. Now, I've got this question here from a dude named Shane Hamilton. Shane O. Who says... I purchased a Mitsubishi Pajero Sport GLS 4x47-seater in July. Upon delivery slash picking up the vehicle, when the tradesman was showing us all the features, he recommended to use 4H at least once every few thousand kilometres or every few months to make sure the oil slash fluids go through. I don't know what that means. Is there any truth to this or recommendations of what you think is essential for best all-round use. Many thanks. No worries, Shano. Good question, mate. And I think a lot of people are probably in this position. So we'll get into the Pajero Sport specifically, but I'd suggest that just about everything you own, not just in the automotive domain, but tools and bicycles and things of this nature, the mower, the hedge trimmer, whatever. When's the mower hardest to start, dude? It's lay down Mazaire, it's hardest to start on the first day after winter that the lawn needs mowing, right? And it's purely because that machine has laid idle for, you know, several months and all of a sudden you're expecting it miraculously to turn and burn. And it's not just internal combustion engines, it's everything. I mean, my big fat linisher here, which currently doesn't have the belt on it, is lying idle there because it lay idle for quite some time. And then when I went to turn it on, I just heard that horrible electrical stalling noise and one of the bearings is seized inside the electric motor. And I'm just girding my loins to pull it all apart and press the bearings off and press some new ones on and go through that fantastic adventure like I really want to do that. But... The cause of this failure is A, Chinesium, and B, inactivity, right? So all mechanical, electromechanical, whatever things, they like being used. They respond well to being used, okay? So I'd suggest that generally you should use the systems in your car routinely, like as often as possible without being completely OCD about it, right? So that includes things like the air conditioner, right? If it's really cold and you're only using the heating, then just for shits and giggles every couple of weeks or something, turn the air conditioning on because that will circulate the coolant, which is also in part a lubricant for the seals in the system. And that'll prolong its longevity. And you might not enjoy, you know, sitting on your ass with the chill wind blowing inside in the middle of winter, but hey, suck it up, dude. You probably only have to run it for 10 minutes or something, which is not exactly a hardship. And that will prolong its reliability, lifespan, reduce your operating costs, etc. Everything's like this, all right? It might be a great idea. None of us do it, but it might be a great idea to whip out the back to the shed and just start the mower in the middle of winter maybe a couple of times in the middle of winter. 
and that might reduce the cursing, start your bastard kind of thing on the first day of spring or whatever, okay? So I'd suggest that this is, it's got an element of this in it. This issue of Shano's has an element of this. Now, the Pajero Sport, upmarket versions of Triton and the Pajero Sport both have this transfer case system called Super Select 2. And Super Select 2's big trick is you can operate in four-wheel drive high in two modes, right? The first mode, when you turn the switch, is four-wheel drive high with the center diff unlocked, allowing differential rotation rates in the center diff. So the front and rear prop shafts can rotate at different rates. And that's great on a high traction surface because you can just naff off around some hairpin bend in, on bitumen and not cause transmission wind up, which is very stressful sort of, you know, down there. And it causes transmissions to break, right? So center diff unlocked, four wheel drive high, high traction surface, two thumbs up in a Pajero Sport or an upmarket Triton. And this is a trick that you can't pull off, frankly, in a Hilux or a Ranger or something of that nature because they do tend to have a much more agricultural uh, center diff transfer case arrangement. I'd suggest, though, this business about just to... What did he say? Just to... Just to make sure all the fluids go through. <laughs> Last time I looked, you know, this is an electrical thing that you're doing with the switch. Rotary switches like this tend to be electrical. Mechanical things tend to use a dirty big fuck-off lever, like a manual shifting lever for a gearbox, and you go first, second, like that, right? And that's because you're actually reaching down virtually in there into the gearbox and physically moving cogs around and shifting them. Whereas when you flick the switch, it's just an electrical thing, and I suggest that what's probably happening inside the transfer case is some solenoid-based system with some interlocks so that it doesn't try and introduce the system into four-wheel drive at too high a speed, like maybe you're driving down the road 130 or something in the Northern Territory. It won't do it then. That'll be interlocked electrically to prevent that from happening. And, you know, there'll be interlocks, but essentially it's just a solenoid going let's introduce the front half of the drive system. So the fluids comment, not so much. I mean, car salesmen tend to know bugger all about vehicles. This is a generalisation. There might be some car salesmen out there and women who are just perfectly versed on the brochure, but I've never met one. So the fluids are already turning and churning inside the front part of the drive system because the front axles are turning and the front prop shaft is turning as the wheels rotate. It's just not connected in the transfer case. So all of the fluid aspects of this, they're already moving around. Those fluids already circulating, already being churned up by the gears, the pinion and the crown wheel, whatever the planetary gears inside the um, inside the differential housing, right? That's already churning the oil up. The bearings are all being lubricated at the sides and all of that stuff, okay? That's not an issue. What's an issue is that you want the solenoid to be nice and used to slotting in and out of four-wheel drive. And I'd suggest that it's probably also a good idea from time to time just to take it one step further and lock the center diff in high-range four-wheel drive where it's appropriate to do that, you know, just drive somewhere slowly, lock it in, make sure it's clicking in and also engage low range 
from time to time because you don't want a solenoid just to decide to stick in place because it hasn't actually done its solenoid thing in living memory since you picked the car up. There'd be plenty of four-wheel drives out on Sydney roads where I live that have never frigging engaged low range and plenty of owners who frankly would not even know how to do that. And it might be attractive to a second owner to purchase a vehicle like that and then mod the crap out of it for driving in rough terrain or something and getting on the blue singlet and all of that, going to Dingo Piss Creek and getting on the terps with the chaps. But there's a downside to that as well, which might be that you click the switch for low range when you really need low range or you click the switch for centre diff engagement, you know, lock engagement, and it just doesn't friggin' lock because it's never locked and it's just gunked up in there, right? So I'd suggest that all systems in cars like to be used. And this is, of course, the same as your car generally. If you've got two cars, right, you've got one car that might be a bit of a classic that you hardly ever drive and you've got one car that you drive every day, which one's going to give you more problems, dude? It's always the car that you hardly ever drive. It's always the one that arcs up about starting and always the one where some seal fails and all of that stuff. Like the tyres might last forever, but everything else is just problematic because cars like to be used, meaning all of the subsystems in the cars like to be used. And it's up to you to just drive along and when you're bored shitless, which is often... <laughs> when we're living our lives in the automotive world, we're just wasting our lives in traffic, might be a really good idea just to twirl a few knobs and make sure a few systems continue to work. And that could be a hedge. It could be a real hedge for reliability into the future.